Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hang on, I'm all tangled. One sec. Okay. I've got like nine things in my hand. Typical. Yeah, I love Including that. Including a rat. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh, I did see you got a new pet rat. Ah! Okay, now my alarm's going off. Hang on. <laughs> it's one of those days. Stop it. Okay. And my headphones are tangled, and my rat's moving away. Okay, but the real question is, what is your rat's name? Okay, hi. <laughs> are you good? I am good. Okay. okay. So, my headphones were too tangled, and my rat was trying to get away, and um, then my alarm went off. So, hi, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm hanging in there. <laughs> oh, man. What a crazy two weeks it's been. It feels like it's been way longer. I know. I missed you. I missed you. I was just like, this isn't sitting right with my soul, honestly. I haven't talked about aliens in a while. Right? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. What have you been up to in the past two weeks? Girl, working and grad school. That is literally it. And your birthday. Oh, yeah, and my birthday. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> yeah, that's something. Yeah, that is something. It was fun. Just we had a pretty laid back time. We did like little drinking games and we did like a little spa night. You know, it was it was good. It looked fun. It was. It was indeed, especially since here in Columbia, it's really hit or miss with like some of the bars and, um, you know, COVID or whatever, though people like to think it's gone. It is not. Um, True. But thankfully, I am one of the lucky ones. Uh, so I get my second COVID vaccine on Tuesday. So I'm excited. Nice. I thought you were going to say your second COVID birthday. Oh, LOL. No. That too. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully the second dose doesn't kick my butt like it has nice. been for some people, but we'll see. I think my, um, I work at the Whole Foods. I think they're going to try to get us vaccinated at some point or at least encourage it. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Because y'all are essential, right? Yeah. Yeah. We've been going to work this whole time. Except we had a natural disaster on top of a pandemic last week and it right. snowed like a foot in Texas and like I like I'm from Wisconsin it's not that bad but everybody's pipes burst things flooded nobody had power um right. the roads were just like closed just because no one's prepared for that you know I know and I wasn't expecting it so after work one day I decided to just like oh it's snowing pretty hard I'm gonna sleep at my parents house because I can walk to my parents house and when I got there the next morning, there was just, like, no leaving. I had to um, drive in it, which was really hard. Well, my dad had to drive in it to come get, like, clothes and stuff so I could sleep yeah. at my parents' house. And every, like, the road, I live, like, I don't know, 10 miles from my parents. It was lined with cars that, like, tried to go places. Like, nobody, like, crashed and died. Well, on the highway they did, but not on, like, the road we were on and just left Dude, their cars there. That was intense. Yeah. The like, 100-car wow. pileup or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Oh so, so that my store flooded, my store closed. It does not close. Like it's closed one day a year, Christmas. I think it's only like I don't think it's been closed ever. And they closed really? Yeah. And they closed for like a week. Yikes. Nobody had food. Um, it was crazy. It sounds crazy. And honestly, since we had this like two week intermission. I literally almost forgot, like, what I was supposed to be reporting on, like, what our theme was for this episode, and then I remembered, I was like, I think it's, like, unexplained things, or, like, 
mysterious something something so if it's not sorry but that's what i chose um i have been the the topic i chose there is a full 200 episode podcast on it whoa i didn't listen to it i listened to like select episodes of it and i listened to a lot of things on it like that's all i've been doing because i've been snowed in and bored now also, I'm intrigued because you never told me what you were covering, so I'm like, I didn't. Ooh. Ooh, okay. It's an exciting one. Also, I got a rat. I got two rats. Well, I got a rat and my roommate got a rat. Okay, but what are their names, though? Mine's name is Rosie. She's okay, awake. Cute. I'm going to hold her up to the mic and see if she does her little speaky thing. Do you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. I can hear her little teeth or something. That's her little nose squeaking. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's Rosie, and then my roommate's name is Nesta, except I woke her up, and now she's, like, in a mood. Oh, man. Yeah. I like her. Like, I didn't realize they were this sweet, but she already knows her name. Oh, wow. That's really smart. Yeah. We're learning a uh, sit where she puts her little feet up, but she's not on. She's still learning that one. I didn't think you could train a rat. Yeah, they're smart as cats. Wow. Well, my cat They're litter box trained. Really? Well, half, yeah. Wow. We're still Which trying to get the hang of this, it. though? <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea. You were One day, like, I'm going to get a rat. Yeah. I was like, oh. I think I was like looking at animals to get, and they're all like, get a rat, get a rat. And Mitch had rats before, and she loved them. So she had over 100 rats, but. Wow. That's excessive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They're sweet. Well, hey, that's good. Yeah, I'm like, I can't get a dog right now, even though I really want a pet, so I guess I'll get a rat. Yeah, in the meantime, (laughs) this will do. (laughs) Yeah, she'll do. She's sweet. Oh, man. She does. So when rats are happy, they do this thing where their eyeballs almost fall out. Ew, I'm sorry. That sounds (laughs) disgusting. (laughs) They, like, go in and out of their heads. She's doing that, looking at me. I know. But at least I guess you know that means she's happy. I know. I got to trade her out with the other one in a while, too, because they both need to be, like, held. The lady at the store is like, one of you needs to stay home and take care of it. And we're like, no. no. <laughs> it's a rat. Ass, but thanks. It's not a child. Exactly. Even a child, like, you don't have to stay home with. Right. Like, if you don't want to. Oh, yeah. Jeez Louise. It's just been a crazy two weeks. I feel like so much has happened, but then again, at the same time, so much hasn't happened. Like, at least on my end, I know you've been like crazy trying to get your crap together from the frozenness to the flooding to now you have a pet rat and you're a mom. <laughs> so, I'm a I mama, mean, yeah. So, whew. I got lucky. My apartment's on the second floor, so like my actual unit didn't flood. Um, oh, we lost good. water and power, though, which isn't good. True. Um, but my fa- my parents' house had, it was cold inside because, like, the heaters couldn't keep up exactly, but it wasn't, like, freezing, and we had water. Hmm. Nobody and else could shower or use the bathroom or anything. Right. So, I saw, weren't you supposed to go to Mexico? <laughs> Don't remind me. Yeah. I think I saw your TikTok about how Mitch and you kind of, did like a DIY Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to go to Mexico and my flight got canceled because it wasn't, it couldn't take off with all like the snow on the runway. And I was sad about it, obviously, because I've never been to Mexico and I wanted to go hang out with my mom and my grandma on the beach. 
and Mm -hmm. so she took me to like a nice hotel downtown and we like had Mexican food and Mexican hot chocolate and we watched a movie and we went swimming and had pina coladas okay well see that's I mean obviously it is not the same but it was nice though it's a nice gesture that was good yeah it was better than doing nothing true it was fun that's good yeah but it was not Mexico yeah, right. It wasn't sunny. It wasn't sandy. It wasn't living your best life on a beach, but it was no. close. <laughs> it was not having water. So running because like it was still a boil order. Like even though the water started running again, we couldn't drink it. So it was like running to CVS and like trying to like find the water that hasn't been put on the floor yet. <laughs> wow. We found it. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Thank goodness. Uh, South Carolina did not have any of that foolishness. Did you, you got snow though, right? Ashland Chastain did not. Uh-uh. That's nice. Yeah, we got nothing. It's literally been like 70s, 80s, and 60s here. Okay, yeah, we're back to that, but for a while, not also, great. I've been trying to run more, um, and I die every single time, but that's not the point. But Yay! today, I was very disappointed in myself because I was like, oh, it's a... It's a little cold outside, but, you know, that'll counteract the fact that I'm going to be sweating and dying. Okay, wrong. Usually when I go for a run, I try to do at least a mile and a half. And today I tapped out at like 0.7 miles because my ears hurt so bad. Yeah, the cold really gets your ears. I was like, um, no, I'm not doing this. My eyes were like crying from like just the wind. I was like, yeah. You know, this was better than no run, I guess, but like, ugh, I'm Yeah, no run it. is what I did. Hey, but you were being a mother, so yeah, don't worry about it. Just kidding. I just got her out of her cage. <laughs> <laughs> you got her out solely for this so you could talk about her on the podcast. Yeah, and also I just like to hold her because she falls asleep like a little dog in my lap. That is hilarious and precious, but I'm not going to lie. You got me with the eyeball thing. That's really <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Some people are really freaked out by her. I mean. Which is fair. I kind of was too at first. Okay, but I dropped me one. Hear me out. What's what? the difference? I mean, I know the difference, but like, what is the deciding factor between getting like a pet rat and like a pet mouse? Rats are smarter. Okay. And mice aren't? Yeah. Like rats. Okay. Are mice kind of similar to, like, a hamster? I think so, and rats are more like cats on intelligence level. Guinea pig, I don't think they have a light behind their eyes. They're just, like... (laughs) They're just vibing. They're just... (laughs) No brain, vibes only. Yeah, cute, but no brain. Yeah, love that. Bestie vibes only. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Their little noises are so cute, though. I know. I like her little rat's grabbies, her little paws. She holds, like, when I give her food, she'll hold it with both hands. Oh, mom life has turned, you, Kale. I know. What a shame. Just kidding. We still party. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So, I'm going to be honest. I literally still have not edited my portion for the last recording. Okay, me either, but I'm also really excited about that episode. Okay, me too, but I literally just haven't forced myself to edit it. Um, do you so, want to do a two for this week? Yeah, we probably all have to to make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, so, guys. We've been a uh, surprise. She yawned. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been slacking, bro. I'm uh-huh. like, 
oh, sorry about it. Natural disasters and laziness, they just don't mix. For uh, eight days, I didn't have my computer, but for the rest of the time, you, I have you no had an excuse. excuse. Ashlyn did not. <laughs> uh, I had to bring my eyeball home and do the eyeball assignment on my computer. Oh, dang. <laughs> I mean, on my phone. So, since I haven't edited it, um, did you go first last time or me? I honestly do not remember. I don't um, remember either. I think... I think you did, because you covered the trash can girl. Yeah, and what did you cover again? Da Vinci. <gasps> That's right. I went first, because I was flabbergasted at Da Vinci, bro. Ah, yes. That book. Okay. I texted my dad right after that episode, and I was like, excuse me, what? Da Vinci's an alien? Okay, just so you know. It's a good episode, y'all. You gotta go watch it. It's episode it's 20. Good. We wanted to... Wait, is this episode 20? That was episode 20. Yeah, I think this is 21. Our podcast can drink. Yay! So if you're listening to this out of outside of work hours and you're not driving, crack open something. Yeah, I have my coffee. Wine. I have nothing. Um, I'm kind of starving because I was too lazy to make breakfast. So Go make some breakfast. Ugh, lazy. I don't want to. I'll just wait. To, I have a bad habit of being like, oh, I'm so hungry. And then there's no in-between. I'll either eat breakfast, skip lunch, or I'll skip breakfast and eat lunch. I literally only eat, like, two meals a day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, it's already 10.13. Technically, 10.30 is the cutoff for breakfast at fast food places. So I'll just wait till lunch. Okay. <laughs> so if you hear a stomach growling, don't mind me. I eat such random times. Like, last night I had pasta at, like, 11.30 p.m. Okay, but pasta sounds so good right now. It was really good. I like modified my um, grandma's recipe for soup into pasta sauce. It was really good. Okay, well, I know you're a TikToker, so I'll say it since no one else will. I was not impressed with the TikTok pasta. I, I made it. You were not impressed by it? No, I think it's just because I'm not a huge fan of feta cheese. Okay, I love feta. I made it and it was so good. I guess it was just also the consistency. I don't like how feta kind of gets chunky. It was kind of gritty, but have you seen yeah. people make it with um, spinach artichoke dip instead of feta? Yes, I bet I good. need. I need to try that. That sounds delicious. Like that, I could get on board with for sure. And yesterday, I had some friends over, and I made brisket quesadillas, and I had never even thought to Ooh. do that, but they were really good. I've been cooking a lot lately because I have my own kitchen now. You go, girl. Yeah, I have my own kitchen, and I just refuse to cook. Although. <laughs> Although, I did find a recipe that I'm going to make eventually, um, and it's basically Olive Garden's, um, I don't know how people pronounce it. I'm going to say it the way I say it, gnocchi. Oh, um, gnocchi. Gen yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know whatever. how to say it. Potato balls. Silent. Correct. And so they are, it's like a dupe for Olive Garden's gnocchi Ooh, soup. That sounds really good. I, I made P.F. Chang's dupe. Um, what was it? Orange chicken one time, and it was really good. Hmm. I really like those. Good. I've never had orange chicken. What? Yeah, I've never had orange chicken. How have you never had orange chicken? I just haven't. I'm really weird. If I eat Chinese food, it will not be chicken or meat. It'll be, like, shrimp. Okay, I don't eat shrimp, but that's fair because you got to, like, pick out the pieces that are kind of rubbery. <laughs> right? And yeah. it's just something about the breading just throws me off. In a wet. Yeah. Like, I have this thing with chicken, 
And if a piece of chicken, whether it's a nugget, whether it's a tender, or just like a straight-up chicken filet, like breast on a sandwich or something, if that thing looks like a centimeter too thick, I'm not eating it. I feel you because I don't want them. I don't want it to be like pink. I don't want it to be pink. And most importantly, if I bite into it and it cracks, I'm literally throwing myself off a building. Okay, same. Yeah. Like disgusting. I don't want it. No. So Have yeah, you seen I, the Seitan uh, chicken? Satan chicken? I don't know how to say that. Made out of gluten strands? Gluten protein? No. It's a TikTok thing. So what you do is you take flour and water and you knead oh, it. A- oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And weird. you, I made it and actually like it shredded like chicken. Like it tasted like chicken. Okay. But for real though, like you're not lying. Just for no, that. like it felt like chicken. And it tasted like, like, it tasted like the spice, I guess, that I put on it. Cause I put a lot of like different spices on it. Cause it was literally just flour, but it you tasted like fry it, right. Or no. Yeah. You fry it in, um, vegetable stock. That's crazy. I saw it and I was like, there's no way I'm sorry. Like I could probably try that, but like some stuff that I see as a replacement for chicken, I'm just like hard pass. No, like jackfruit. Mm-mm. I don't know. I like jackfruit. Um, I've never had it as a barbecue. Yeah, I guess. It just freaks me out. I've had walnuts in place of um, ground beef and tacos. Those are pretty good. Wait, you had what in place of ground beef? Walnuts. Mm. But they were, like, processed and, like, seasoned and stuff. Not processed, like, ground up and seasoned. No, I could probably get behind it if I didn't know what I was eating. But that's not anything, you know? (laughs) Same. Like, I will say I've tried the, I want to say it was Burger King. Was it like the Impossible Whopper or something? Oh, yeah. I've tried an Impossible Burger. I've tried, I've tried one of those, and I think because it's literally made on the same grill as the regular patties, it just already has that grease taste. So you're like, oh, this is pretty good for whatever it is. <laughs> True. But, you know. It's like how when you find out that um, McDonald's fries have, like, beef fat on them, and you're like, eh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. That's fine. <laughs> That's what makes it taste so good. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know. There's just certain things. I'm just like, I probably won't notice it if you don't tell me. Or I might notice it a little bit. Like, personally, I know I live in the South, but you will not catch me willingly eating deer meat. I'm sorry. I really? I just won't do it. I'll eat I've tried meat from it. the store. I've tried it, too. And it's just, it's very, uh, I don't Chewy. know. Chewy, it has a certain taste to it, too. And I'm just like, maybe if it's, like, in a spaghetti, that's fine. Or chili, but I'm not going to eat, like, a deer meat patty on a burger. No. Absolutely not. Well, Have you ever been to a meat raffle? No. It's, like, people, it's, like, a big thing up in Wisconsin. I've been to a couple. I don't know exactly how they work. But if you catch, like, if you hunt too much meat that you can eat, you either donate it or sell it. And then they raffle it off. Hmm. And, I mean, that's like, a good idea. Yeah, and then people go to this bar, get super drunk on beer, and, like, buy halves of deers. <laughs> right on, then. All right, I mean, yeah. But, like, it's crazy to me, like, some of the stuff people, like, just willingly eat. Like, I'm sorry, I'm a basic person. I want hamburger meat, and I want chicken, and, like, steak. Okay, great, we've covered the bases. Oh, and pork, like, a pork loin's fine. Ooh, that's but, good. like, I don't eat fish. Like, I don't eat fish either, truly. I mean, I try to avoid it at all costs. I don't like seafood other than shrimp. I don't eat shrimp either. I've never tried shrimp, but 
just the fact that you can see the animal that it used to be freaks me out. Fair. Good point. Like, I uh, love steak. I'll eat an entire cow, but I don't know. I love steak, too. Although, I try to stay away from red meat just because I know it's not great for you. I mean, it tastes yeah. amazing, but, like, I try to do moderation. But, like, people I work with, they'll be like, oh, have you ever had gator? No. Yeah. Oh, you haven't had gator? No. I mean, I'm not just, like, going to sit down and go out of my way to be like, yeah, I want a gator tail. That's really what I want. I want to try. They have this burger. I think it's in New Orleans, but I could be wrong, where they had actual cannibals come in and help, like, piece together, like, animal meats to taste the most, like, person meat, and then they made a burger out of it. You are insane. I want to try it. Like, I'm curious. You want to know what humans taste like? Yeah. Don't you? Nah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I want to know, but I don't want to taste it myself, so you'll take one for the team. I think they say that we taste mostly like pork because we have that weird mixture of like, like how on a turkey, the fast twitch muscles and the slow twitch muscles are really separate. And then you can literally see the difference in the fast twitch and the slow twitch, like red meat and dark meat. And then a pig, it's kind of that weird mixture because the slow twitch and fast twitch muscles are like sewn into each other. And it's kind of like in between dark meat and light meat. Did you see that story where this guy invited like his friends over? And we're, like, slowly giving them, like, cannibal meat. <gasps> no. Where, like, he, something about, like, something happened to his foot or something, and he lost his foot and kept it and froze it. And then. And they fed his foot to his friends? Yeah, he, like, made it into some dish, like, ground I it up or something. I feel like I have heard that. I don't know where I heard that. I, maybe, like, it was on And That's Why We Drink or something. I don't know. The show that we never talk about. Just kidding. Right. I listened to it all the time. I haven't listened in a long time, honestly. They actually covered the case I'm about to cover, like, years ago. Hmm. I'm interested to hear, because I seriously have no idea what you're doing, what you're covering. Okay. It's, um, want to hear it? Want to get into it? I think I go first. Hold on a second. Ouch! Ouch! What? Send help! <laughs> <laughs> Is your rat headphones? (laughs) Your rat biting you? No, my headphones got caught in my hair. Oh, and you have those over the head headphones now, don't you? Fancy. So I was like, out. Okay, but anyway, yes, I would love to know what you're covering. So I am covering the disappearance of Maura Murray. (gasps) I love one of my favorite cases. Okay, so you have heard of it. Good. Yes, I have. It gives me like super big priceless pizza vibes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They both went missing from a college campus, abducted by aliens. Period. Period. Yeah. Okay. Summarize. Your turn. Just kidding. <laughs> Love it. All right. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay. So, Maura Murray. Also, like I said, like the amount of information on this case, there is a podcast with 200 episodes that, like, it's going to be hard for me to cover this in like a half hour like I'm supposed to. So I'm going to miss stuff. Just don't yell at me. Okay. But if you know anything, let me know. Like if I miss okay. anything. Okay. So Maura Murray was born on May 4th, 1984 to what seemed like a pretty normal family. She was a track star in high school. She seemed popular. She was like a super cute kid. Like have you seen pictures of her? Yes, but not when she was like a kid. Well, she was, like, a super cute, like, 20-year-old, like, okay. I don't know, she was, like, they called her, like, an all-American girl. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. like, all-American college student, 
high school kid, whatever. Um, when she was six, her parents had what seemed like a pretty peaceful divorce, and she mostly lived with her mother. Her mother became sick with cancer, and she started spending more time with her father in late high school and early college. She had two brothers and two sisters, and one sister that she was um, especially close with and was her confidant and all that. So she seemed like she came from a totally normal family. She graduated high school and attended West Point University, which is like a um, military school. Mm-hmm. What's the word for military school, but not, you didn't like screw up in high school? Military academy. Um, she, was a, <laughs> she was a chemical engineering student for three semesters before she got kicked out of West Point. She stole from Fort Knox, which is like super hard to steal from. Like, it's like a saying, like that place is like Fort Knox, like hard to steal from. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently really dumb to do. She took like snacks, lip gloss, makeup, and small stuff from the commissary. And everyone like points to like, what was wrong with her? Like life of crime. But like, I have so many friends who did this, like just like taking a lip gloss when they go into like a store just because they can, like, I don't know why that's just like such a thing for like young girls to do, but it is right. Like, okay. She's 20 years old and she stole a lipstick. Anyway, like, she was at West Point, and they were like, yeah, you can't do that here. You can't steal from Fort Knox. And she was forced to switch schools, but it wouldn't go on her record um, with some good behavior. Like, she switched schools, and then she ended up going to the University of Massachusetts to study nursing. Okay. She was there for a while, and then she was caught using stolen credit cards to order pizza. She admitted it. She pled guilty, and she was given three months good behavior. Like, she was like, yep, I used a credit card that wasn't mine to order pizza. And they were like, oh okay, like, just don't do it again. And then she was on three months good behavior. And since, like, the previous stealing wasn't on her record, I'm not sure if that was, like, put, I don't know, somebody's home. I bet it's my roommate. Hi! Okay. So, now let's get into, like, the actual story of her disappearance. On February 5th, she was working her job as a night shift security guard in one of the dorms and chatting on the phone with her sister. According to the manager, she broke down in tears and then was totally zoning out, like inconsolable, just saying the words, my sister, my sister. The manager was like, dude, what's wrong with you? And walked her home because she's like, wow, this kid is not fit for work. Just walked her back to her dorm. Like, okay, weird. Um, Murray's sister originally said that they had, that she had no idea what they talked about that made her so upset. She's like, I don't know what, like the conversation happened, but I have no idea what made her so upset. Like it could have been anything, like it wasn't related, but in 2017, uh, her sister said that the call was just quote unquote, just about how she was getting out of rehab for her alcohol abuse. And her fiance drove her to the liquor store on the way home, which like, really, you have no idea why that could upset your sister, but right. Again, this didn't come out for 10 years. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. On February 7th, so two days after the phone call, her father, Fred, came up to visit her, and they went car shopping. Murray's car was, like, really on its last legs. Like, it was, like, almost undrivable. Like, it would smoke. Like, it was not a great car. Like, her dad said, do not drive this car unless you, like, literally have to because you're not going to get far. Yeah. Um, they shopped around, but they didn't buy a car. Fred took Mora and a friend out to dinner and drinks and like, by all accounts, like had a, had a good time. Like just kind of what you do when your dad comes to visit you in college, pretty normal night. Yeah. After dinner, Mara borrowed her dad's car to go to a dorm party with the friend that they went out to dinner with. And I don't know what he was thinking. Um, because at around 2 AM, she crashed her father's brand new car causing $10,000 in damage. The police were uh, the police were not, like, called, but AAA took care of it, and they drove her back to her father's hotel room. There was no, like, field sobriety test. 
um but she must have like been presenting as sober enough for them not to worry about it yeah um but chances are she wasn't like super sober knowing she'd been drinking with her dad earlier in the day yeah, and she was at a, a party a dorm party like i don't know if i'm just a delinquent but i never went to a dorm party and like i don't know ate crackers in the corner <laughs> um her father was upset like obviously but he was not irate or anything like he said like to quote him he didn't even have to raise his voice for her to know that he was disappointed he instead let her know that like she would be in charge of getting this handled getting the accident forms and like handling it with insurance right she said okay and left the next day and he left the next day february 8th and like obviously we don't know that that's the actual conversation that happened because fred is the only side of the story that we hear but honestly, like, being in the same situation, that's exactly how I imagined my dad acting. Like, he'd be mad, but he wouldn't scream at me because, like, what's that going to do? He'd, like, make me, like, step up and fix it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it, it just seems reasonable that that's actually how he act, acted. I don't know. Everyone's like, there's no way he would have been calm. I'm like, you don't have to. I don't know. Um, February 9th is the day that she goes missing. At midnight, so, like, very early morning on February 9th. So technically, you know, like February 9th, 1201, probably still up from the night that her dad left. She Googled directions to the Berkshire Mountains. At 1 p.m. on February 9th, she emailed her boyfriend, quote, I love you more, stud. I got your messages, but honestly, I don't feel like talking to much of anyone. I promise to call you today, though. Love, Mara. (laughs) Here's a little list of Murray's call log that day. She made a phone call inquiring about renting a condo in the same at the same Bartlett, New Hampshire condo that her family had vacationed in the past. Um, Phone records indicate the call lasted three minutes. The owner doesn't really remember what they talked about, um, but she did not rent a condo. At 1.13 p.m., she called a nursing student, and no one really knows why. At 1.12 p.m., Murray emailed emailed a work supervisor and the nursing school that she would be out of town for a week due to a death in her family. No one in her family had died, and everyone's like, Wow, that's so weird. Okay, chill. Um, She also said that she would contact them when she returned. At 2.05, Marie called a number which provides information about booking hotels in Stowe, Vermont. Um, The call lasted about five minutes. It's one of those, like, automated recorded lines. So she just called and, like, listened to that. Um, At 2.18 p.m., she called her boyfriend and left a voice message promising that they would talk later. And that call ended after one minute. Um, About the death in the family, yeah, nobody had died, but, like, people pull the same stuff you know like everyone's like but no one yeah, had died it's not, it's what not was she smart to do that i mean it's i never did that because but like, i was terrified of karma right but it's not unheard of that people do that no you want to get out of school people die like there's some joke i forget what right. i think tiktok where it's like i used to be a math teacher at 8 a.m so many grandparents died that semester i saved mm-hmm. lives by changing my class to 3 p.m lol yeah so like people do that all the time Um, And everyone was like, who could it have been that died? I'm like, guys, probably no one. Um, Murray had either packed up her dorm room or neglected to unpack after coming back from winter break. Um, She packed her car with college textbooks, her favorite stuffed animal, clothes, toiletries, birth control pills with two to four pills already taken. And there was another email left to her boyfriend on the boxes indicating trouble, but I couldn't find exactly what it meant. Okay. Um, At 3.40 p.m., Murray withdrew $280 from an ATM. CCTV showed that she was alone, but someone could have been out of frame. Like, no one's sure. Uh, She spent 40 of those dollars at the liquor store. She bought things like Bailey's, boxed wine, and something called vodka wine coolers. 
It's a vibe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's 21. That's what you buy. The box one was Franzia. Um, also found in her car were accident report forms for her father, indicating that maybe she was intending on getting help with the accident fix. Like, she stopped at the DMV at some point in there and got these accident report forms. Murray then left Amherst between 4 and 5 p.m., probably on Interstate 91. Um, she called to check her voicemail at 4.37, which is the last like recorded use of her cell phone there is no indication that she had any destination or like no one knows where she was going she didn't tell anyone where she was going she might not have even known where she was going herself she was just bye Mm -hmm. um and then that's the last we hear of her for a while sometime after 7 p.m um someone in woodsville new hampshire heard a loud thump outside her house what she saw was mora and her car after hitting a tree and or snowbank the car was pretty beat up and the airbags had been deployed but mara seemed okay um the car was actually like backwards on the road so it was like facing the wrong direction so either she had spun or was i think she had spun um she called the police at 7:27, and according to the 911 log, the woman claimed to have seen a man smoking a cigarette inside the car. However, she later said that she had not seen a man or a person smoking a cigarette, but maybe saw a woman on a phone or like some kind of red light glowing inside the car. Um, but then she's changed again and said there was nobody else inside the car. So I don't know what that was about. Um, but when your airbag, have you ever had your airbags go out? No, thankfully. Yeah, I have, and like your car is a mess in there. Like, oh, I believe it. I'm honestly terrified of it happening because I, I'll just, I'll, the only thing I think of is my nose is going to get broken, my face is going to be bruised, and hopefully. I don't that- remember it. I don't know why, because I was 17, and, oh, but it was good because the person I hit who happened to be a school bus driver was a, well, okay, they hit me. Well, I don't know. Somebody hit somebody, and um, they were like, you were on her phone, and then we went back in my car, and my phone was literally like, underneath the airbags and i'm like i would not have been smart enough to do that so right so thankfully they went off but and we're fine um so who knows what the lady saw in the car butch atwood also came up while he was returning home oh he was a school bus driver i forgot to mention that uh he looked like a murderer like have you seen a picture of this man no let me look him up like he's he's not like a suspect or anything but you see this man pull up on a bus i see him you're not gonna like hop in his car he was like you can come like to my place like i'll warm you up you can call 911 and uh he said that she wasn't hurt but she was shivering um he said like i can go home and call the police if you don't want to come with me and she like some reports say begged him not to saying that she'd already called AAA and they were on their way um but 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 butch knew there was no cell phone service out there he also didn't know about the previous 911 call the other neighborhood sent in um So he knew there was no cell service, so obviously she was lying. So he went home, which was about a mile away, and he was still worried about her, so he called 911. Um, he was unable to see Murray's car when he made the call, when he made the call, but he did notice several other cars pass the road before the police arrived. Another witness called Witness A says she saw the police arrive much earlier than stated. Um, I guess we'll kind of get into it, but honestly, whose car clock isn't a little bit off? Like, I have no idea what time it is right. in my car. Like, glance down and you see it at a different time. I don't know. Um, When the cops arrived, there was nobody inside or outside the car, and the doors were locked. There was red wine stains in and around the car, um, and there was a rag stuffed in the tailpipe, which a lot of people are questioning. Yeah. Um, 
I guess there's three different reasons. I mean, I don't know. There's three different like main ideas going on there. Um, the first one is a bad person stuck it in there to like stall the car, but that would not have stalled the car. And also her car didn't stall. She hit, she hit stuff. Um, the second reason is that her dad claims that he told her to put it in there to like stop her car from smoking, which doesn't make a ton of sense, but like, okay, I guess. And, um, the third idea is that they did a test where they used the same car and stuck it in the tailpipe and it flew out. So like it had to have been after she crashed. People can't explain this rag in the tailpipe, but it did come, they think from her little roadside assistance kit in her car. Okay. Inside the car, they found an empty beer bottle, a damaged box of Franzia wine on the rear seat, a Coke bottle with like traces of alcohol inside of it. In addition, they found a AAA card issued to Murray, a blank accident report form from the DMV, gloves, CDs, makeup, uh, expensive diamond, diamond jewelry, driving directions to Burlington, Vermont, her favorite stuffed animal, and a book called Not Without Peril, which is about mountain climbing in the White Mountains, which is where she was headed. Okay. What they didn't find were her debit card, her credit cards, her cell phone, and a lot of the alcohol was also missing. So I guess you got to take that with you. Um, and nothing has been found or used since her disappearance. So her phone's never been used, her credit cards have never been found. And the, I guess the liquor was never found, but they were not really looking for that. Right. They also searched, but there's a few people who think they saw her walking down the side of the road, but no confirmed sightings of her. And there was no tracks in the snow, so maybe she got in a car with somebody. Um, at 12.56 p.m. the following day, February 10th, there was a Be on the Lookout report issued for Murray. At 5.17, Murray was first referred to as missing by the police. On February 11th, Murray's father arrived before dawn in Haverhill, which is where she went missing. At 8 o'clock a.m., the New Hampshire Fish and Game, the Murrays and others began to search. A police dog tracked the scent from one of Murray's gloves 100 yards east from where the vehicle had been, but then he lost the scent, which suggests that she got in a car with somebody 100 yards away. Okay. Her boyfriend and his family came up to be questioned and joined the search. Uh, he's not a suspect either. Um, well, on the plane, because he turned his phone off, while on the plane, he received a call that he thought was Murray sobbing. But back then, you couldn't really tell who called you. You just kind of had to guess. And right. that call was traced to a Red Cross calling card. So we don't know if it was Mara. We don't know what was going on. We don't know if it was, like, the person who took her pretending to be her and crying. Like, we don't know. Her boyfriend starts for 10 days before being forced to go back to work in the military. Like, you can't just, like, take sabbatical from the military. And that's kind of all we know. Like, like I said, there's an entire podcast with 200 episodes dedicated to this. So, like, it's an overview um, also making like the research on this case even worse is this happened one week after Facebook was invented. So everyone all of a sudden wanted to like solve crimes on the internet. Mm -hmm. And so all this stuff kept getting like muddled and there was like people pretending to like be the killer, like sending fake coordinates. It was, Ugh, it was wild. That? Yeah. And there's this one like YouTube video of a guy just like sitting in the dark room. Like the, they're, they're all called like Maura Murray. It's this old man just sitting there laughing. It's really Ew. creepy. I don't know what's going on. Like no matter what that man is, he's not the, he's not great. So yeah. Theories. Before I get into it, do you have any like main theories that you think happened? Um, I'm gonna say honestly, I don't know. Something doesn't sit right with me about the bus driver. 
You don't think so? He was never a suspect. But see, I was while we were talking, or you were talking, I was reading one of the transcripts of when investigators actually went to go talk to him. And when they asked him, he was very, very short. He was like, yeah. I told you, she got in a car and left, and that's it. Yeah, and they I were don't like, know why he was never a suspect. Literally. And they were like, oh, okay, well, I know you've said that, but like, we really need your help. We're, we're not really having a whole lot of luck. And he was like, I told you she got in a car and left. That's it. End of story. I'm like, yeah. Ugh, why are you being like that? I know. Like, he, I don't know, not to be like he looks like a killer, but like, dude, like, you have. Yeah, like, he should be more of a suspect. And, like, as far as we know, he's not really. He was the last person to see her. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That just is weird. But, like, between that and then I was Googling just pictures, and I came across this headline, which I've never heard of, and maybe you might talk about it. But it says, was Maura Murray killed in the A-frame house? Yes, I'll get to that. Okay, cool. So, theories. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, that one's crazy. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Okay, so some people think that she's alive. Let's get into alive first. A lot of people believe that she was pregnant. Um, her boyfriend and her track coach and even her father have been suspects, but honestly, I think the track coach and the father are not to blame if she's pregnant. Like, yeah. Like, come on. You're really reaching at stuff here. Um, searches on her computer found that she looked up the effects of drinking on a fetus, that she was also a nursing student, and she was like had a project on the effects of drinking on a fetus. She also had her birth control pills intentionally packed in the car with her. And like two of them were taken and like, she's a nursing student. Like she knows she can't get like pregnant or right. Like, I don't know. Like, it seems weird. Like, why would you pack that and continue taking them if you were already pregnant? Exactly. Some people say that she ran off and has been living in Canada with this baby. Okay. Her father, like, totally disagrees with this. Uh, He thinks that even if she wanted to escape, she'd at least tell someone that she was safe. Like, the difference between this and Bryce is Bryce's parents have kind of, like, been quieter about this. So, like, maybe he did say, like, guys, I'm fine. I just don't want to be found. Right. But her dad has been, like, continuing to look, like, relentlessly for her. So I feel like like, he definitely hasn't heard anything, and he definitely probably wasn't involved because he's, like, dedicated his life, his finances to finding her. Right. Um, And since she went missing, her mother passed away from cancer, and nobody in her family believes she would purposefully miss, like, saying goodbye to her mom. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, everyone's like, even if she wanted to, like, disappear, like, she would have come back for that. Also, it just takes so much money and, like, resources to, like, successfully disappear. They say you have to be on, like, one side of the spectrum. You either have to be, like, a nobody, nomad with, like, nothing anyway, or you have to be, like have all this stuff planned out, like a new ID, like a new place to go, like someone, like someone that you're going to become, like it's hard to do. I would love to do that. What? I think it, I just, some days I'm just like, wow, I just want to pull a Maura Murray and like disappear to like Greece. Okay. Greece is fun though. Pull a Donna Sheridan from Mamma Mia. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, yeah, people don't really believe that she did that on purpose. Also, like, if you want to disappear and you only have $280, right. why would you spend 40 of it on liquor? Exactly. 
yeah, I don't know. Like it feels like, I don't know. Okay. So suicide is another option. Mora was obviously like going through a lot. Like I'm sure she felt like a total screw up. Like she crashed two cars in like 48 hours. She wandered it. Maybe she crashed and she wandered into the woods. There were sleeping pills in her car and alcohol. So maybe she like mixed the sleeping pills and the alcohol or she just died by the elements. But when cadaver dogs have found her, like some people even like say that the call to her sister. Okay. This one's kind of wild. Like, okay. Cadaver dogs probably would have found her, but adding to the suicide question, um, some people say that the call to her sister was confessing to a hit and run that was actually on campus that night that has never been solved. So they think maybe she crashed her car a third time into a man. Uh, I think it was a homeless man. Maybe and she does not need to be driving. Yeah, I feel that is uh, the case. I mean, obviously there's nothing like physically tying her to this, but what if the call to her sister was about this hit and run mm-hmm. and like she didn't want to say it, so that's why she was so upset. And that could have added to the reason she needed to just disappear, like walk into the woods and die or mix the sleeping pills. But then again, like they did extensive searches and they didn't find her. So Hmm. Um, tandem driver theory. So many people think there was someone else involved and like driving like behind her to help her escape. Maybe this other driver helped her get to Canada. Maybe this other driver was a killer. Um, Maybe this other driver was somebody random and like picked and like picked her up and killed her like a serial killer of opportunity. Um, maybe this other driver was like a sketchy friend from school where she accidentally OD'd and he had to cover his tracks. Like a lot of people think that there was somebody else involved. Oh, but... okay. So you might cover this too, but I'm going to go ahead and ask. Okay. Um, so I was reading when I was looking at the Butch Atwood, the bus driver. Yeah. Um, that a big thing that people kept noticing when police released the ATM footage was that he described her when he found her with her hair down and a dark jacket on. Mm -hmm. But in the ATM footage, I'm assuming not long before the crash happened or whatever, she had her hair up and a white coat on. Oh, weird. So people are like, um, that's a little suspect. Like, obviously, yeah, if you get in a car wreck and you're, airbags deployed then yeah maybe your hair will get knocked down but like fully down i don't know yeah as someone who used to have long hair if you have your hair up it is up until you shower yeah weird i think that 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 might point to someone like a tandem driver Mm -hmm. like someone else with her and he's like oh you look cold where my coat and also that lady who said that she saw a man smoking a cigarette in the car yeah even though that like got taken off the record there's just, like, so much that we have no idea about, which is, like, the frustrating part, because I, I need to know, but, like, nobody knows, so I don't know. It's, ugh, I hate it. Um, foul play is the next one. We're going to do the ski, the ski mountain three. Um, they worked at a ski lodge together, and after the night of her disappearance, they didn't go to work. Sketchy. Yeah. Um, none of the three of them went to work. Um, now we're going to get into the A-frame house. Um, again, really quickly, because there's so much going on in this house, it was about a mile away from the crash site, and years later, one of the Ski Mountain 3 claims comes forward and claims that his brother was responsible, and it was done in that A-frame house down the street. They gave Frank, the dad, a rusty hunting knife with blood on it, and I'm sure the dad was like, I, 
give this to a police officer or something yeah, like i am a, me i am a band yeah but he somehow like became like he somehow got this knife and like based on the brother's t- tip they took cadaver dogs and um like search dogs into the house and they totally freaked out in a closet showing that somebody was dead in there like if not mora somebody else and like those right. files are closed so that makes me think like maybe a few people were dead in that house like exactly, it makes you think that yeah. there's like unsolved things going on in that house like it's not all squeaky clean um a new family moved into the house and is being like very cooperative and letting their basement be ex- excavated which that poor family like right first off why did you move in there our beautiful new home oh god there's dead people in the closet maybe the basement like this missing girl i don't know so they're being super cooperative um i don't know if the basement has already been excavated but the files were closed um the info hasn't come out to say what they found um it has to be closed you know because what if there's more murders i don't know but it's very sketchy where this knife come from if not Mora was dead in that closet, who was dead in that closet? They found two um, DNA profiles on the carpet. They found a man and an unidentifiable. So don't know who it was. And I forget if they tested the blood on the knife, but it might have just been like too old and decayed. Yeah, um, I think so that they I think that they determined it was human though. Hmm. Um, an accidental death. Maybe she was walking down the side of the road, confused, scared, trying to find somewhere to go, and someone on those like dark, windy roads hit her. Um, maybe he grabbed her body and got rid of it. Like, oh shoot, I just hit someone. I need to like fix this. Right. Could be, especially if like you're in like a tiny little hunting town like this. You're out. You're drinking. You're like driving home. You hit. Like, it would be so easy to hit someone on those roads. Like, they're so, their hairpin turns all over. Someone's walking down the road wearing black or, like, I don't know, right. human hair. Um, so maybe that's what happened and it was an accidental death. Uh, again, people think that, like, she was taken by, like, a friend to a party and she, like, overdosed because she had all the alcohol and those sleeping pills. Um, or maybe, like, somehow else she died on accident. I don't know. This theory is crazy. Israel Keys. Okay. Have you heard of Israel Keys? Um, give me some backstory on it. He is the scariest serial killer I have ever heard of. He is most famous for taking that, um, the ransom photo of a girl who was two weeks dead, but he sewed her up to make her look alive. Hold on now. I'm looking him up. I'm looking him up. Look up Israel Keys Samantha ransom photo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know who you're talking about now. He was the scariest man in the world because he was just like a, like a picture of him like he's just like a sweet looking guy like if i had to like decide who to jump in a car with this guy or butch atwood i would jump in his car and if i had pulled over like if i had gotten the car crash i was drunk i mean i've never driven drunk but if i was scared drunk 21 cold and someone says hey hop in like i'll take you somewhere else i'll come you can come back and get your car later i would jump in the car with him like probably okay, he does not look that nice Look at the one of him wearing a little lay. Not after he got caught for murdering so many people. Okay, no, he looks like a freak. No, not like as a youngster. Okay, I'm literally, maybe it's his nose that's throwing me off because his maybe. nose gives me major Pinocchio vibes <laughs> and like Pinocchio lies like a mofo. True. Yeah, that's but- all he did is he lied. Because people around him did not know he was a killer. But his M.O. was literally, like, having no M.O. Like, he would do stuff, like, 
fly to Chicago, drive to Vermont, bury a kill kit, drive to Chicago again, fly out of Chicago, four years later, fly to Texas, drive to Vermont, dig up that kill kit, murder the first person he sees just because he needs to go killing, and then drive back to Florida and then fly back home. Like, he was... It was so weird. And he even, like, alluded to, like, missing persons being his victims. Like, he literally said, like, all my victims are listed as missing persons. You'll never know until I tell you. Okay, I'm looking at that ransom photo because I can't stop staring at it. And I'm sorry. No shade, no tea. Um, But how could her parents really think she was alive in that photo? Well, obviously she wasn't vibing. Like, you've been kidnapped. I mean, yeah, but, like. Just the whole, that's like the Sandra Bland. You're going to look at her booking photo and say she was alive? Yeah. I, I mean, she got booked, babe, but come on. Yeah. Like rigor mortis has set in. I feel like we've talked about this on here before. Probably. Yeah. I don't know, but since his MO was literally no MO, see and kill, it didn't matter who, you see someone like ripe for the murdering pick him up and he was just so secretive that you never know did it say how um he killed that girl how he killed um samantha yeah i think he tortured and strangled her but i could be wrong i know he tortured and sexually assaulted her but i don't know um yeah Lastly, um, aliens. Zoop, she was abducted. Her and Bryce both got abducted. Also, fun fact, her and Bryce both went missing near government places. Hmm. What are they called? You know, like maybe they were abducted by aliens that live in government. What are they called? Not compounds. Government land. (laughs) What does that even mean? Government land. Like Like military bases. That's the word. Ah, gotcha. I should know that. Military bases. So, yeah, maybe I like to think that her and Bryce are, like, living their best life together in Canada. Maybe Bryce was the father of her baby. Um, Since I think he would have been literally, like, eight years old. Scratch that. Mm. Anyway, that's the story. That is still one that I cannot figure out, dude. I have no idea. That's always going to be a good go-to. What I think happened is she was drunk. She crashed her car. Somebody said, hop in. I'll help you. I'll bring you back to your car. That's why she locked the doors. I don't know. Hmm. Like I said, there's... We'll find out. Maybe we'll never know. much. I also think someone in the A-frame house was... I don't know. Because, like, who was dead in your closet? Somebody. Exactly. Like, and it's... I don't know. I just want to know who. Tell me it's her or not. Anyway, that's my story. <sighs> I don't know if mine's going to live up to that one. but I'm excited for yours. What is I it? Think, I don't think I told you what I was doing. No, it's just unexplained stuff, which is basically our entire right. podcast. So, basically, mine is another... Well, mine isn't a disappearance. Mine is a mysterious death. Ooh. So, I am covering the mysterious death of Holly Bartlett. I don't know her. 
Okay, I didn't either until a couple weeks ago. So hang, bear with me because this one's going to be a little bumpy ride because I'm not so well versed in it. Okay, so as of March, oh, okay, so this year, March 24th, she will have been dead for 11 years. Oh. So it's not too far in the past. It's still relevant. It's also Maura's 35th birthday this this month. Really? Something like that, yeah. Wow, we're just choosing a good bunch to cover these, huh? Or a bad one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's just try to get into it. Okay. All right. So, Holly Elizabeth Bartlett was born on December 26, 1978, in Halifax, Canada. She was born with microthalamia, um, and this is a condition that causes a person's eyes to be underdeveloped and appear very small. Um, okay. And though she could see a little bit during her childhood, by the age of 13, she became fully blind. Aww. So, so um, yeah, by the age of 13, she was fully blind. So, she attended um, Sir Frederick Fraser's School for the Blind, where she learned orientation and mobility skills, which apparently, according to her teachers and family, she really excelled at that. Um, Holly did not let her blindness stop her from doing what she wanted. Uh, She was an equestrian, a volunteer. She took swing dance lessons and went skydiving. LOL. Don't do her like that. Okay. Um, She took swing dance lessons and then went skydiving and rock climbing. So she was really living her best life. Yeah. Have you ever been to a blind museum? I don't know if they have them here, but in the Netherlands, they have one where they like, it's like in a basement and it's completely dark and you, it's like, you have to pretend you're like walking down the street and like there's curbs and like, it's hard. I would hurt myself. Yeah. And they have like traffic noises. Like it's hard. Yeah, shout out to Holly then because I know, like, you go, girl. Right. Um, So at the age of 31, um, Holly was starting a new job as a researcher for the Nova Scotia government while finishing a graduate program at Dalhousie University. Um, And though she was very outgoing and had, like, a good active social life, she had been spending most of her evenings at her parents' house. Um, because her father, Wayne, was battling lung cancer at the time. Aw, Wayne. So, ooh, Holly, that is not a good picture of you, girl. Anyway, um, on March 26th, uh, 2010, Holly ran some errands after work and took the bus home. Um, she then got ready and went out to dinner with a friend. Afterward, they stopped by a liquor store and went to a friend's house to have some drinks. Um, the group eventually went to an end-of-the-semester party at the university they were attending. Um, Holly's friends say she was acting her normal self that evening, nothing out of the ordinary. She had been drinking but wasn't overly drunk, um, and it's believed that she had about six drinks in the span of six hours, so not too crazy. No. Um, around midnight, she was ready to go home, and her friend walked her over to a taxi. Um, in the early hours of March 27th, um, iron workers arrived at the A. Murray McKay Bridge to install a couple of towers. Um, under the suspension bridge, one of the workers spotted a woman's body. She was unconscious, barely breathing, and very cold. They laid their coat on her and called for an ambulance. Um, the woman was taken to a hospital and identified as Holly Bartlett. 
She had a broken leg and several broken ribs, and her face was bruised, and there were cuts on her hands and feet. Oh, um, I never saw it coming. LOL. Cow, you can't do this. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, sadly, her injuries were too severe, and Holly was taken off life support the next day at 1045 a.m. Um, and the cause of death was considered blunt force trauma and hypothermia. I'm looking at her little skydiving picture. She seems so sweet. Yeah, she seems like a happy person. Couldn't be. I want her to be my mom or my aunt. I like my mom. I want her to be my aunt. Anyway, um, well, she can't. She's dead. So Holly's friends and family, um, mainly her mother, have heavily criticized the authorities' investigation Um, Within 24 hours of the incident, lead investigator Mark McKinley had concluded that Holly's death had been an accident. Um, In the interview with the Fifth Estate, um, Marion, her mother, um, stated they thought um, that poor little blind drunk girl, Holly, was anything but a poor little blind drunk girl. Anything but. Yeah, Uh, that seems like wrong to just assume the like, I don't know. I don't like that at all. Right. So uh, the police's theory states that when Holly was dropped off at her building's driveway, she went in the opposite direction of where she needed to go. She's not Um, an idiot. Oh, my gosh. And so I don't know if it'll touch on this because I haven't read this whole thing, but going off my memory, they think that because it's basically like a circle. So you have to, depending on what side you're on, is the side you're going to get out. So. If they say go clockwise, pull in clockwise, and you're sitting on the driver's side, you're going to get out the closest to your building. Whereas if they go counterclockwise and you're sitting on the driver's side in the back and you get out, you're going to be farther away from your building. Okay, never mind. I got you. They're thinking that might have been it, but I don't know. So instead of going to the convoy towers, she ended up a few hundred meters away um, on an asphalt footpath under the McKay Bridge. Um, The police believe that Holly was disoriented and tripped, landing near the fence, um, and she then squeezed through a hole in the fence and crawled to the abutment. Um, Thinking it was the way back to the footpath, Holly crawled up the abutment and then fell off at the end. But I'm about to send you this picture, and where it's circled is where um, they found Holly. So, stay On my text? Yeah. So they were thinking she climbed up this ramp, thinking it was a path, and then fell. But, like, really? Okay. Oh, there she is. Oh, she's still down there. What the heck? Why would they take that picture? Okay. She is not down there. Yeah, she is. I think that's someone pretending to be her. Oh, okay. Surely that is not her dead body. (laughs) I, yeah, walking up that, like... It'd be like a cartoon, like, just keep on walking, oops, fall off. Like, I don't think she would mistake that for... Right, and I'm sure we'll get to it, but let's all remember that no matter how much she excelled at being active and blind, she had a stick, like, one of the walking sticks. Oh, yeah, and was she using it that night? We'll get there, but say she was using it, and she, it's out in front of you. Wouldn't she have felt the end of something coming? 
you'd think that she like six drinks yeah but you're not drunk enough to like hurl yourself off a building and like she also like just because she can't see it like i feel like she has like wherewithal not to i don't know also i'm sorry and maybe it's the picture but that doesn't look like a far enough drop to kill you oh true i didn't even think about that i don't think so either land wrong you probably break a leg or something but kill you no it's maybe like two stories right so and it's like a mushy like grassland below it's not like concrete Right, exactly. So those who knew Holly do not believe she would have become so disoriented to the point of not being aware that she was headed in the wrong direction. Um, Peter Parsons, who is legally blind and an orientation and mobility specialist at the Canadian National Institute for the Blind, says that the police's theory actually makes zero sense. Um, Peter actually helped teach Holly, and the two were very close, and he believes authorities are discriminating against a blind woman, assuming that she would easily, um, she would be easily lost despite the extensive orientation skills she was taught and had. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Right. Um, one of the main issues that Holly's family and friends have with the investigation is that they missed a lot of details. So, for example, police claimed they thoroughly examined the area where Holly was found. However, the day after the official investigation ended, Holly's friends found her white cane leaning against the fence merely feet away from where she was found. Oh, weird. Right. If you Um, fall, you're not going to leave it there. Exactly. Why was it leaning against a fence? Make that make sense. Also... I don't know if you caught it when they were talking about what supposedly happened, but you're telling me a blind woman willingly climbed through a hole in a fence. Army crawled yeah. through a hole in a fence. Why? How would you, like, find that hole? And why would you decide to climb through it? Exactly. So, anyway. Um, a black Harley Davidson hat was also found near Holly, but there is no record of police examining it. Um, moreover, several items from Holly's purse were found outside her building by a security guard. They found her wallet, phone, lip gloss, and some change. Um, and these items were spread across the parking lot as if they had been thrown from a passing car. Meanwhile, Holly's purse was with her when she was found. Okay, wait. So it's like someone took her stuff out of her purse. Right, so the okay. purse was still with Holly, but everything that was in her purse was found in the parking lot of her building. Okay. So, oh, weird. Hmm. So, How'd they get there? Right. Naturally, the last person to see Holly unharmed was questioned. That was Paul Frazier, the taxi driver who had dropped her off, um, and he stated that the drive had been totally normal. Um, at the time, he told authorities that Holly had been unmistakably drunk, Um, But during an interview with the Fifth Estate in 2014, he claimed that Holly had only said one word during the entire ride, and when she got out, she didn't seem that drunk. Um, On changing his story, he remarked, quote, I was misleading them, not purposely, but just being flippant. I don't know. Not taking it seriously. I don't think it affected the investigation that much. Um, Sir, it absolutely affects the investigation. If you're saying she was unmistakably drunk, yeah he looks like a dummy just kidding right. he's his mustache is too low you're absolutely right um so 
Paul had also admitted to stealing money from Holly by giving her the wrong change. However, he was adamant during the interview that he had not stolen or confessed to the crime. To the best of my memory, no, because I didn't do it. So he kind of seems like a jerk either way. Right, which is interesting. And like I said, I haven't read through this whole thing, so it'll probably be addressed or maybe it won't. But in the episode, I heard this whole story be talked about. Um, They stated that there is no way he would have she would have willingly gave him more money because she had a certain way she counted her money. So she knew exactly how much she had at all times. So if he got more money from her, it's because he physically took it, not because she miscounted. Mm, not good. Not a good look, Paul. Right. So I follow blind TikTok. I don't know how I ended up on blind, blind TikTok, but there's this one girl who shows us how she like, like organizes like her money and and she like folds it different so like tens she has her sister help her but like tens she folds over like halfway and then 20s she folds into like triangles i don't know it was really smart yeah and i'm I'm sure that's exactly something like holly did so it's just he either physically took it from her or he purposefully said oh your ride was 80 dollars which if it was a short ride, and even if I was blind, I'd be like, I'm blind, not stupid. I know this was not $80 worth of a ride. Unless he, like, drove her in circles and been like, there's so much traffic. Right, but... Unless he was a jerk about... I, I feel I get sketchy vibes from him. Even if he didn't kill her, he was not a nice man. He's not a good person. So, while Paul dropped Holly off, there had been a bus parked near her building... Um, the security cameras on this bus caught his taxi returning to the building after she had already gotten out. So, mm-hmm. sketchy. Okay, you've already dropped her off. Why are you back? You know? Yeah, you're at least um, going to go rob her. Right, and he literally did not mention this to the authorities at the time. Like, they only found this out because of the bus security camera. <laughs> um, this is like the was- bus episode. Right. When he was asked about it later on, he claimed that he had seen her trip and fall. Um, Though he hadn't stopped at first, he felt guilty and decided to go back. However, Paul says she was no longer there. Okay, that is a weak excuse. You're telling me you saw, supposedly, her trip and fall, drove off, and you assumed by the time you came back she would still be laying on her face? (laughs) Okay. I mean, like, I've been there, but I think she's more capable than I am. Exactly. Yeah. Don't like you, Paul. Was that your stomach? Yes, it was. (laughs) Um, I heard that. Sorry. (laughs) So, in 2014, the Quebec City Police conducted an independent review in the case, um, and the new police chief, um, Jean-Michael Blaise, admitted there were holes in the initial investigation. In the end... Authorities agreed that Holly's death shouldn't, um, okay, in the end, authorities agreed that Holly's death should be classified as an accident, um, which is whack, but okay. That's wrong. She murdered. Right. After a request from Holly's friends and family, the Canadian Investigative Program, the Fifth Estate produced an episode about Holly's death. Um, it can be watched on YouTube, so if anyone's interested. Um, and Holly's loved ones are still hoping to get more answers about her untimely death. Sadly, Holly's father died just weeks after she was found under the bridge. And even though it's been almost 11 years, no one knows what exactly happened to Holly. Um, but I do not get good vibes from this taxi driver. 
I yeah, I don't either. Is he a suspect? Like an official suspect? No. Is there any official suspects? No. Come on, y'all. I know. It's giving me very much Butch Atwood from Laura Murray. You know? Yeah. Like, why? <sighs> so, yeah. I just... Nothing about that sits right with me. Like, I get it. She's blind. Okay, she's not an idiot. Like... I don't get good said, vibes. Like, he was... Whatever he did, I don't think he was, like, fully a nice man. No, 100% not. Also, I just, like I said, think it's so bizarre that they found her body and then supposedly searched the area through and through for extra stuff. And then after the investigation ended, the friends found the cane feet away from where she was found. What did you send me a picture of? Oh, was that her and her dad? Yeah. Aww. Was this, like, the 80s? They look very 80s. I don't know when that picture was. I would assume probably 90s. That makes me sad that her dad died and never, like, found out what happened to her. I know. Just like Maura's mom. Mm -hmm. Wow, ours are kind of, like, in sync a little bit. It's like that time we both covered, like, mothers who killed their children. <laughs> oh, yeah. True. <laughs> Oops. Oopsies. But yeah, that is the uh, mysterious death of Holly Bartlett. Um, it's just weird. What do you think happened? You know, I think that she got out of the taxi. I don't think he did anything. I mean, I think he probably scammed her and took her shit, but I don't think he killed her. But I think that she, I think someone was preying on her. Like, Aww. I think they saw her get out and maybe attacked her. I don't know. But, like, they should have done more with, like, the fact that there was a black Harley Davidson house a hat right across from her or right next to her. Anyone in a black Harley Davidson hat looks like a murderer. Well, I mean, like, there's got to be some kind of hair DNA on that thing that they could have tested. This was 2010. True. It wasn't, like, in oh, the yeah, they definitely probably could have. And they probably could have. I'm sure the fact that she was blind, they just kind of like rid it off as like. Oh, 100%. Like an accidental death. She didn't know what she was doing. She, you know, just happened to walk up the wrong way and then fell off. But like like I said, you you cannot tell me that blunt force trauma cause of death was obtained by falling off that little. I mean, maybe yeah. a little, but by that ledge. It's not that tall. It's not. And, like, when they found her, like, barely conscious, could she say anything? Or was she, like, out? I don't think she could say anything, honestly. They said her face was so swollen and bruised and poor, all that stuff. Poor baby. Which is also a question. How did her face get so bruised and swollen? Oh, true. No one's want to talk about that? Yeah. Did she have kids? No. She did not. So, hmm. yeah. I think Anyone somebody was praying theories? on her. Right. I think... Wait, do we know how many people were at that party? Um, It didn't say a number, no. What if, like, someone from the party trailed her home and just That's... felt like killing? I mean, maybe. It's hmm. That's my theory. Maybe we'll find out one day, like Mora, but I don't... 
I don't know. I don't think they'll go any farther because she is blind, which is very sad. Y'all, anti-ableist, go out right. and figure out what happened to her. Please go watch The Fifth Estate on YouTube. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah, okay. I'm guessing they should interview people from that party. Oh, 100%. Maybe, like, someone brought their, like, new boyfriend, and they're like, he just got out of prison. He's so nice. Not sketchy at all. Yeah, exactly. So. Hmm. Don't like it. Oh, man. Sad day, sad day. But, yeah. I, I love unexplained deaths and disappearances, but they are so frustrating. I know because I just want to learn stuff. Like I want to figure it out myself. Like, oh, these thousands of other people can't figure it out. Betcha I can. Right. Exactly. That's how I am with the Zodiac Killer. LOL. I think I solved it. And when that comes out, I'm cover- when it comes out that I'm right, I'm covering it. You got to wait till that moment though. Yeah. Because if I'm wrong, that poor man. Right. You're gonna be like, sorry. <laughs> sorry. You're just a nice grandpa. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We promise we will not suck as much as we have for these past It's a pandemic on top of a natural disaster, but yeah, we'll make up for it this week. Both episodes will come out, and we'll get back on it. Yes. Um, And until we get the next episode rolling, which we don't know what we're going to cover just yet, but when we get that rolling, um, you will hopefully be receiving it on a normal schedule but um until then please check us out on instagram at get outer here i will post the photo of where holly was found and the little ledge she supposedly fell off of and died from and Kale- i don't know what i'll post about more of but i'll post some stuff Ooh, post a picture of the a-frame house yeah oh and post a picture of butch atwood yeah and israel keys yes even though we really didn't I think he did it. That's a whole nother story in itself. Um, I know, but I'm not ready to cover that. Oh my gosh. So yeah, please check us out there. Um, Write us at getouterhere at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback so you can rate us on Apple Podcasts. Um, Remember the message I told you a few weeks ago. Wink, wink. When I made Ashlyn take her headphones out. Keep doing that. Keep them coming. Because I would love for us to do a listener episode. So, we're tired of having to carry this show on our back, guys, okay? Yeah, so exhausting. I know, it really is. (laughs) So, yeah, we love you all. Thank you for being so patient with us. Actually, some of y'all aren't. We have received DMs saying you are not happy with the two-week Wait time. I'm sorry. I was literally snowed in. Do you want to see my flooded floor? Literally. Do you want to see my bathtub full of ice that I had to pour in like the toilet to make it work? (laughs) Just kidding. I didn't have to do that, but all my friends did. Oops. So yeah, hang in there, guys. We promise we're getting all of it figured out and we will, like we said, give you a twofer. So if you're listening to this, you've already listened to the other one, right? Right? The other one's good. I'm so proud of it. It is one. good. I'm not even going to lie about Y'all, it. Y'all, Da Vinci it's... was an alien. Bro, and that girl had to be shoved down a trash chute or laundry chute. So yeah. come on. Like, <laughs> okay, uh-oh. there's a trash chute outside my door, and, like, the door is broken, so it's just, like, a hole in the wall. 
and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna die every time I throw stuff down there. Like I run, throw it, slam the door, and then run. So on that note, you're free to get out of here. Bye. Bye.